Can you turn? Is it possible to turn that the uh, headphone shit back up for just a, a little bit? There you go. That's perfect. Thank you. Um, I just got to turn you down because I know you're about to get no. I'm not very wild on this. No, one. I'm not. I mean, maybe I will. Yeah, I probably will. will. Yeah, ready I think, for emotions uh, to run high and deep. Uh, yeah, no time better than the present. I'm gonna give you all the time in the world to talk on this one. Okay, I am. I am because there's gonna be little bits and pieces that I think are important. <sighs> podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until now and i'm mark and i'm here with seth how are you seth i'm very good i'm very good i, I um i had a had a great week just went to the olive garden a few minutes ago so if mm. you see me taking seconds away from you know our time here to look away and kind of deal with the reflux from the uh endless salad and breadsticks just forgive me for those few moments. No, please feel free to belch and burp up as you see fit. Yeah. You and I were talking. I actually went to Outback the other day. Mm. And a lot of people like to, um, you know, give a hard time to these places that, um, you know, I, I, you and I like to frequent the mom and pop spots as much as anybody else. Of course. Um, however, I mean, you know, if something's good, I'm going to go running. And Why are you going to come down on a place that's simple, that's quick, that's easy, that at the same time is delicious. And, you know, you've heard that you've heard, I'm sure our listeners, at least a mm -hmm. few of them have heard the criticisms of Olive Garden. Oh, it's not real Italian food. It's it's not even really Italian Jason. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. And for a couple of guys that do critiquing for, I don't, I won't say for a living, but a couple of guys who do critiquing um, on a podcast, you think that maybe we'd come down kind of hard on this, but you and I, we like food. We like music, too. I like food. Um, but, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. No. Um, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, the ice is melted. Uh, the The northern states are warming up a little bit. Springtime is here, and soon it will be summer. Traffic has definitely eased up a little bit. Just a hair. A hair, yeah. not terribly. Um, you know, it is no secret that Florida is now one of the most expensive states to live in in the United States, if not the most expensive. Fuck us. Um, and that is in large part because of our, at one point, our lax regulations as it was, uh, as was con concerned with the uh, novel coronavirus. And then people just realize that it's warm here and they don't have to shovel snow. And they stuck around for a little bit. We'll see what happens now that it's post-Easter. The snowbirds start going back home. Lots of pros to live in Florida. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, once all the pros add up and people recognize them, all of a sudden all these cons start to build up. Mm, yes. Um, and after spring comes summer. Soon, soon it will be summertime, will it not? I like to call what we're going through now Summer Junior. <laughs> okay. It is. That's good. Yeah. Um. And with summer comes the summer hits. Yeah? <laughs> that was beautiful. With summer. It's like you guys, you guys can't see it. It is a podcast, but I just watched Mark like discard something that we've been... Turned off the TV. I'm yeah. ready for business, Daddy. It, it is business time. It is business time. After spring comes summer, 
Um, and it, it gives way for the summer hit. Time to feel good. Such songs as Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, summer Girls. Know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Went over that one a little bit, um, didn't we? Yeah, there's a uh, this there's video a is of them. very much like Summer Girls, and this and this video is very much like Summertime, and mm-hmm. this is um, well, we'll get into our feelings about it. it Here is, it is, a groove, it's slightly a, transformed, it's a, <laughs> a little bit of a break from the norm. That's right. Uh, this song is uh, is a summer bop. A lot of people think, um, and we'll get in a little bit into how we feel about it. This is. L-E-N. Complicated feelings. It is complicated, yeah. Lens, steal my sunshine. How are you feeling? I This song is nothing shy of wonderful. Mm, okay. It is, it, it, to me, it is for two reasons. One, it's a perfect little summer ditty. The sound of it, the mix, you know, the, the, the sound, the production is wonderful. It's absolutely beautiful. But Mark, at the same time, I can sum up my feelings about this song is is that at the same time, it is like a rising tide of sadness that comes up to your neck that makes you stand on your tippy toes, you know, to try and maintain Hmm. the breath. It's weird. It's a it's a weird song. It I feel even though it sounds so happy, I feel that it is so full for some reason of sadness. I know that's not what they were shooting for, but that's just a feeling I get from it. It is like a. It's like it's a sad song to me. It's like a it's like it's like a Tammy Wynette song. It okay. really is. I know that's kind of a strange comparison to draw, but there are there are songs they evoke the same feeling, the sound of them that this does. Do you have that feeling at all? I don't know how I feel. You, oh, I have complicated feelings. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of get into it. Let's but like, I like to listen to it. Let's talk a little bit about Len. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from the album You Can't. Stop the bum rush. Uh, they are, of course, of the opinion that it is futile to try and stop the bum rush. This album was released in 1999. How do you stop the bum rush? You can't. I mean, you know, it's a, that's what I'm trying to tell there's you. There's a lot of how I mean, ways that you would go about it, maybe building a wall. It's like the tide. It's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, um, I'm coming up and you better get the party started. Um, top ten hit "Steal My Sunshine" didn't. Kim, did, I think went to number six. Didn't didn't quite get there. Yeah, um, but it got there uh, pretty close. Um, based on the old disco hit "More, More, More." Did you listen? No, you didn't. No, I will tell you though, I love this sample. It's in "More, More, More." I can't. Uh, when I listened to it, really liked it a lot. Do you know anything about uh, the who did the song "Andrea True"? No. It was written and produced for her to sing. She was a British adult entertainer, a.k.a. porn star. And if you pay attention to the lyrics, they're extremely interesting, the song. But I think what drives the entire thing and what um, Len drew off of was essentially what is, I think, a lot of people consider to be the highlight of this song. And that is that reverbed out wood block in the back. That doom, doom, doom. I'm sure you're going to play it. Doom. Oh, yeah. Okay, now in More, 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 it's just a single one on the four. It's just a single beat every measure, okay? And that's all you're getting. With Ice Ice Baby, you're getting the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. You know, you're getting that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. 
It's a triplet, kind of. It reminded me of Come On Eileen. Yeah, Come On Eileen. But you're getting that. But I think the reason I bring up the Ice Ice Baby is that they changed it up just a little bit, maybe, to avoid, you know, maybe some litigation, possibly. Um, you can definitely Possibly. tell that they drew from more, more, more from the sound, the reverbed out wood block, but it's just slightly different in, in that there's uh, three beats per measure as opposed to the one. Um, so it's a little bit different, but more, more, more is really, it's, it's worth listening to. It's a really good song. Um, some, some rather unusual. We should probably do those lyrics one day, Mark. They're pretty fun. I would be, uh, I would be fine to with that. But um, but I, that's where it comes from. That's where that 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 uh, reverbed out wood block that you're hearing comes from. That song, really beautiful piano as well in this song. I think the piano part, mm -hmm. um, the percussion, not bad. This was recorded on an eight track. Did you know that, Mark? I didn't. Yeah, it was recorded just simply on an eight track and. <clears throat> According to them, it was a throwaway. How many times do we hear uh, Yeah, that? we many? hear it all the time. Uh, that's what it was. It was just something that he wrote. Uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name? His name is Mark Costanza. George and he Costanza? does spell his name M-A-R-C. Um, does he? He does. A man of distinction. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Only the best people named Marks. Only the finest Marks are with a C. We would need to mention here... Two things. First, they are from uh, Ontario, uh, Toronto. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, so they brought this shit down here from Canada um, <laughs> straight to Daytona Beach. Exactly. In the video, you see them hopping on an airplane in an airport waiting for them oh, to have the entire crew. We'll have a whole conversation about the music video. They're ready to bum rush Daytona Beach, and that's where they go. And you can't stop it. No, uh, you can't. They get down here, and the way I identified it, it was the big gondola that goes over the pier in uh, Daytona Beach. I was like, that looks like Daytona Beach, and I looked up, and of course, that was where they went. Um, I would like to first off mention there are two members of this band, Mark Costanzo and Sharon Costanzo, his sister. Mm -hmm. And in the music video, um, again, well, I'll just forego and talking about the music video because that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Um, they, they came down here. They did this song. A, for a time, Brendan Canning was in Len. Um, and of he broken is social of, scene. of broken social scene, yeah. uh, scene, social, social scene, <laughs> broken social scene. It's Frank and it's social Stein, Mark, <laughs> please. Um, so he, uh, he was in the band for a little bit there and I guess he got wise to what the fuck was going on and decided <laughs> he was going to get the fuck out of there. Him and another guy do the little spoken interlude on the album version that, uh, we'll go over that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are, uh, they've released a couple of albums. They took a seven year hiatus, whatever that means, and then started releasing more stuff. But this was really their only hit. It was certified platinum, um, by the RIAA and, uh, the Australian Recording Industry Association, as well as the British phonographic industry, not to be confused with the British pornographic industry. Mm. Um, the song uh, was written by Mark while he went to a rave during a time when he and his sister Sharon had gone several months without speaking. I can relate. Um, he said he was listening to old music with Brendan of Broken Social, Social Stein, Stein. Um, and heard the song and decided that he was going to um, take it and loop it and then wrote this. Um, did not make much of an impression on him, as you mentioned, um, but... I think it's one of those things that someone heard it and they were like, yo, this song is catchy. 
and this shit is the bomb, yo. Apparently, yeah, the song is thugged out. Whatever the hell. <laughs> I can't help but think, Mark, that I mean, you've met Canadians in your life. That in 1999, this is what Canadians thought that American urban style was. The hmm. album cover art for "Can't Stop the Bum Rush" fills my blood with anger. It looks like they look like brats. It's, an, it's insulting. <laughs> it's it it's is very it, very bad. Um, it really is. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, Sharon described the recording sessions as being relaxed. Mark just dragged me out of bed and into the studio one morning and said, do you want to sing on this? And as soon as we recorded the song, it was done for me. We both liked it, but then I never thought about it again. The Dust Brothers had a hand in producing this. Really? That I didn't see. That's crazy. That makes sense, though. Jesus Christ, they made so much good shit in those 10 years, man. They really... Really did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it is very funny to mention. I mean, starting in the with... composition area here, it says Mark and Sharon Costanza's vocal range spans one octave. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. We go from ha to ha, and that's it. <laughs> that's all we got, baby. <laughs> Taking their vocal vocal stylings from Nico from the Velvet Underground. <laughs> I mean, re- no, they're a little more than that, but you know, get um, my drift. A lot of people love this song. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it is, it is very, very catchy. It is very summertimey. Mm-hmm. If you just hear, if you just notice the chorus, it's innocuous enough. You hear the guy saying something, you just, if you steal my sunshine and that's it. And you're good. The lyrics inside of it are a travesty. You could give it some sort of Freudian psychoanalysis analysis, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. try and dig something from it, maybe of substance. But Mark, I don't have enough time in my life to go over what this young man is feeling and expressing through these lyrics mm. in depth. Now, do I have time to go over what I think it is right here with you right now? Yes, I do. But... Mm-hmm. As far as, like, there are people that you're going to find out later really, really go into trying to pick apart what the drive and the motivation and the, you know, the impetus for is for these verses. Um, It's not worth it, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, the one thing I'll say about Len is this. They did not expect to be big. They did not expect this song to do what it did one of the deals they worked out was for them to produce their own music videos i've seen conflicting reports that they asked for 100 to 150 thousand dollars to do this music video from here i'm going to read straight from the wikipedia article on the video or on the The music video okay go ahead the song's music video which uses the shorter album edit of the song is featured on the single which we will discuss when we get to the lyrics was jointly directed by Mark Costanzo and Bradley Walsh under the respective stage names The Burger Pimp and B-Rad. Good. When Len had had signed to work records, one of its demands was to be able to direct its own videos. The group used a $100,000 budget to make the video. 
They flew to Daytona Beach, Florida with two dozen friends while the area was crowded with people on their spring vacations. They spent much of the budget on alcohol, buying so much that they broke their hotel's elevator trying to lift it. They shot the video in the afternoon so that they could recover from hangovers in the morning and drink in the evening. The scenes were shot without a script or storyboard. Surprise. Yeah. In the video, Len and its friends... Len and Len. its friends. <laughs> the the like monolithic Len. Lenolithic. Len's friend. Lenkenstein. Drink with Len. Come to Daytona with Len. Len will pay. We ride scooter together. Oops. Len broke the elevator. Len good fireback. Len and its friends are shown relaxing together and riding on scooters, go karts, and jet skis. Mm. Um, this music video won awards for best video, best pop video, and favorite Canadian video at the Much Music Video Awards. Again, showing that no matter how cool some things about Canada are, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to music. <laughs> except, except for maybe Mark, Rush. Mark, uh, maybe. Maybe the crash test dummies aren't as Americans. Aren't we supposed to go up there and ruin shit for them? Yeah, or I just mean, stay down here the, and ruin shit. Yeah, the, I yeah. Mean, I mean, one of the two. Thanks, Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, um, it's a really stupid video. I mean, it's really dumb. It is, and I mean, yeah. it's definitely uh, you know, it's kind of cool that they didn't give a flying shit. Yeah, I remember a story of my friend Zach who found a hundred dollars once on the sidewalk, um, down in downtown Fort Myers, and what he did was it, with it was he bought a bunch of toys and a bunch of ice cream, <laughs> and basically he and his friends ate until they got sick. <laughs> and is, um, I, th- I think and this I, is the Zach I know. And I yeah, and yeah. I and I like that um, wanton. <laughs> Uh, recklessness with money that isn't really yours. Um, That's a, at least they didn't. Hey man, you know at least they didn't go royal trucks and spend it all on heroin. You know, or like or like uh, Rolling Stones in the south of France. Oh yeah, make us a, uh, give us some money to rent a house and make an album, and they just rented a house, water skied, and did heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I remember seeing something. Uh, I can't find it right now, but I remember seeing something regarding uh, the scooters that they were driving. And the company um, giving them uh, or, you know, using uh, the scooters and giving them away or having some kind of competition or something like that where they were giving away the scooters that were driven in this music video. You're but telling me Mark and Sharon reason, drove them back to Canada. Uh, no, I'm saying that, they did. that once they were they were probably so soiled by the time <laughs> they got them back, they were like. I guess we'll just sell these or give them away. I'd like to see some easy rider road trip type video of them like riding them all the way up I-75 back to Canada. That would be beautiful. Now, I uh, I don't know if this says more about me or more about them. Uh, I think I mentioned a little bit on the last episode. About the, the I was very much of the impression that they were in a relationship. Okay, you said yeah, that you they said were not a, brother and a sister. Jack and Meg White type situation. And upon watching the music video again, it all but confirmed how I felt. Mm-hmm. Him hugging her from behind, kisses on the cheek, etc. Now, look. Brother and sister can show affection. Nothing nothing happens in the music video where I'm like, well they're they're literally having sex. Like there's no tongue kissing or anything. I do think that 
with knowing that apparently they weren't talking at the time, it is pretty sweet, I guess, that they, um, you know, that they were that that close. They definitely kind of have like a uh, a very sweet, um, you know, a sweet back and forth. She's like grabbing his arm and stuff. It yeah, just, I, I know what you're talking. It's about. just, uh, it's just, a, it just struck me as a little weird. Nothing will bring a siblings back closer together like a money making hit, Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that might have been what was going on here. And I do understand what you're saying. I don't think that it was over the top. But there were times that once you find out that they are brother and sister, that there's you're you're questioning some shit, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, this is Mark Costanzo talking to the Guardian. The Len Project was supposed to annoy people, but suddenly we were rock stars. Surprise! Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, your project has succeeded. You annoyed the hell out of me. Do you have you? Did you listen to any other Len songs? No. It wins. It it fulfills oh, sure. its purpose. There are some. There's some bad shit. Now, I did not know if your question is, did I listen to more? Did I listen to anything else from Can't Stop the Bum Rush? The answer is with great pride. No, I did not. However, um, you know, when I look at the track listing and I see Cryptic Souls Crew and the Hard Disk Approach and Hot Rod Monster Jam and Cheeky Bugger and Big Meanie. Yeah, no, I'm not listening to those songs. Mm-mm. I'm all set. They did do a cover of Kids in America for the Digimon soundtrack. Yeah. Actually, not that bad, but I listened to that. That's interesting. But that's about as good as it's That's it's kind of that with their career, that and Steal My Sunshine. That's pretty much it. And this was also used in the 1999 film Go. Go, yeah. Um, which that. we should probably mention as well. Um which uh, can I say another thing in that that uh, if you look and you start doing what we're doing, you know, obviously there's a lot of Wikipedia involved, some other sites, some opinions. Um, but if you initially go to the Wikipedia and put the search in for Len, you will get a rather short page about the band. Click on the song. You get it's massive. Mm-hmm. It's huge. There's yeah. so much more. Uh, about the song than there is about the band as, as oh, a whole. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff about the song. If you click on the song's Wikipedia page, the band's, band's wiki is very short. Yeah, because who gives a fuck about them? Really? It's a brother yeah. and sister. and Not uh, that great other than this, you know. Yeah. I was lying on the grass of Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self-defeat. My mind was thugged, all laced and bugged, all twisted, wrong and beat. A comfortable three feet deep. How far should I go before we talk about? Let's it? talk about it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's get into okay. this right here. Um, the grass of Sunday morning last week, as opposed to the grass of Sunday morning this week. Yeah, it's different grass, Mark. I We're talking about two different. Are we grasses talking about mental here. grass? I don't know, man. The, these lyrics are all over the fucking place. They are fucking weird. Um, uh, lying on the grass of Sunday morning, lay, indulging in my self-defeat. Before now, we you... go any further, I just want to say, I almost, I was, I, I was skeptical about doing this song. Really? Because it's almost, it's, it's almost too out there. It's almost, it almost smells like just trying to be weird. And like I've mentioned, we don't want to do, you know, we, we were talking earlier a couple episodes ago about at the drive-in and things like that. It's almost oh. like that, but it's not. 
I think he and other people are under the impression that these lyrics mean something. And maybe they do to him, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think I mentioned stream of consciousness type deal, but that that's definitely not what's going on here. Even though he said he, you know, sat down at a festival and wrote all this stuff. Mm. I think that there's inspiration, you know, and, and, and something that we're supposed to find to relate to in that environment in these lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like I said, we could spend a week psychoanalyzing this thing, but we're not. Let's just do it. We've said it a bunch, but... This song reeks of, I think this sounds deep. Yeah, yes. This song is like, what does it mean? Oh, but that's what's cool. This is Canadian depth. (laughs) (laughs) This is is Ontario depth. Yeah, absolutely. As shallow as a a summer rain. It's it's not not doing much. This is icy deep. Um, (laughs) Snowy deep. Uh, indulging in my self-defeat. You're right. I think he's trying to sell. He's trying to sound deep at the festival. Oh man, I'm. Oh, I'm just taking in my self-defeat. Life is so hard as a guy at a festival. What does that mean, my self-defeat? I don't know. Maybe he like shit himself. Is on his way to the porty potty and at the at porty potty porty potty at the uh, at the Rush Festival. I don't know. Um, and this line. This is this is one of the more problematic. I, I like to think of his therapist going, and Mark, where was your mind at? And he goes, you know, my mind was thugged all laced and bug all twisted wrong and beat. Hmm. And her going, hmm. I'm going to the- give you a full refund. <laughs> and I want you, to, I give you 30 seconds to get the fuck out of my office. I can, I can just imagine his, uh, his, his, his therapist, Dre, word. <laughs> now, I do want to mention at one point I, I made a noise. An audible, an audible groan, and you were like, "Oh, did you did you just find blah blah?" And I was like, "No, no, no." no. What I was groaning at is there are genius annotations for like every fucking oh, line in this song. They are. There's so much to work with on this. The song. The, I cannot wait to get to song meanings on this. It's gonna be so good. Um, a comfortable three feet deep is what. Uh, Okay. Half dead, maybe. Yeah, hey, that, that maybe that is a little deep there, for three just feet. a second. Yeah, I mean that's a that's that's a Canadian grave, <laughs> once again, and a comfortable three feet. Deep. Yeah, a comfortable one. Maybe it's a foxhole. Maybe he's expecting incoming fire, and he just. <laughs> uh, for my Please, mind American. was thugged all laced and bugged all twisted wrong and beat a comfortable three feet deep. The genius annotation says none of his thoughts were making any sense and being down is something that he's getting used to. It's possible that he also smoked marijuana or took drugs to help clear his mind of these thoughts. I like that there. Mark, Mark, I actually do like that there's a line of delineation between smoked marijuana or, or took drugs. drugs. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I thought that was Makes clever. Me comfortable, yeah. Now the fuzzy stare from not being there on a confusing morning week impaired my tribal lunar speak. And of course you can't become if you only say what you would have done. So I missed a million miles of fun. This is a mouthful. Mm. Now the fuzzy stare from not being there, is he talking about like a conversation with a Muppet? Uh, it's, it's a fuzzy stare. It's I a fo- oh, okay, about. yeah. Waka waka waka. Um, impaired my true. <laughs> yeah. I think this might be the dumbest line in the song. My tribal lunar speak. There are a couple lines in this song that 
make me ball my fists up like Arthur. Yes. Like, and this is one of them. <laughs> Impaired my tribal lunar speak. Um, is there some sort of anthropological celestial language that... You know, the 90s had... Uh, I'm kind of thinking about it now. The 90s was a big time for aliens, huh? Well, yeah, especially, I mean, if you just immediately look back and go X-Files, you know, that's like... Well, X-Files, and there was a lot of stuff about UFOs, like it was a very UFO-heavy time. It was. There was a lot of desire, there's something out there, I want to believe. The cover of Atlians. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, People just had a hard-on for aliens. They did. Big time. Greys and and all that good stuff. Yeah. what was that group of people that all committed suicide because they were waiting for the mothership in California? Oh, I know who you're talking. You no, know, they all believed the that there was a ship coming down to take them, and they had to kill themselves. What was their names? I can't remember. Oh man, I'm glad I'm not on the no-no right now. <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. me about it. Um, so yeah, so now the fuzzy stare from not being there on a confusing morning week. So I guess he's saying that his. Trying to unlock these lyrics, it's like trying to move something with your mind. It's trying to like piece all this stuff together. Just like tuckers me out. <laughs> it's so Mark, ridiculous. I, I, right now, uses speaking of using your mind, I want to be Drew Barrymore in Firestarter. <laughs> just set fire to all this shit, like Carrie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I guess that he's saying that it's a confusing morning week. Oh, what do you think? No, let's let's skip that. Let's skip that because that you're right, man. There's there's a lot of I see the sweat building. What the fuck? What do you think tribal lunar speak is? What do you think it is? Some dumb language? I don't know. Is that just Toronto ease for like the way I communicate with my homies? Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe it's just like oh it's the way I dumb I mean, way of saying from it. the same guy who says my mind was thugged all laced and bugged all twisted wrong and beat. Yeah. Maybe that's tribal lunar speak. They can go side by side, and it sucks. Yes, it does suck. That and I hate those two lines the most so far. So it would make sense. There you go. Um, Making me feel better. And of course, as everyone knows, you can't become. If you only say what you would have done. Okay. So I guess basically this is a very shitty, confusing way of saying you have to be about it. You can't talk about it. Okay. So he got that line from a poster in his mom's bathroom. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, live, laugh, love kind of, t- you know, kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> live, laugh, Len. <laughs> live, laugh, Len. Oh, my God. That's going up in here, man. Oh, okay. We're getting one made. Perfect. Nice calligraphy. Live, laugh, Lynn. Live, laugh, Lynn. Live, Lynn, love. going to go to the flea market and get that made. Yeah, please. Uh, go to the mall. I think they have that place that still does Listeners, stickers. we want to see a tattoo within a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, and um, because of that, I missed a million miles of fun. Okay. Uh I guess he's just saying he's being ineffectual, Mark. He feels limp. I feel impotent. Like, I feel like impotent. This <clears throat> verse mm-hmm. is. I, I feel like all you can really do. It's like hearing your drunk friend babble, and then just be like, if you look at the whole of it, I think what he's saying is. He's 
bummed out and his friends are like there are plans being made or something and he's too bummed and now he's not going to go hang out with them. This does sound kind of like Coke speak, man. When they're all, you know, at the end of the be, night. Would not be shocked It at sounds all. a lot like Coke speak. When they're all gathered around the mirror at the end of the night, chopping it up, and, and, and they're just talking shit about their lives. Because it's no secret. When you're drinking enough to fucking break an elevator in a hotel, mm. there's only one way to keep the party going. <clears throat> a butter tart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean. Butter tart. That's, oh, is that the those code? Are, those are very big. Yes, uh, those are very big air quotes. Yes. In, um, I know it's up for me if you steal my sunshine, making sure I'm not in too deep, keeping versed and on my feet. What does that, what is keep that? The thing that grabs at me first is uh, keep, keeping versed, keeping versed. Yeah. Keeping in tune, keeping, you know, your, your language up. A lot of language reference in this. Not a great communicator, Mark. Yeah, no. The, uh, the other Mark. You are really good at what you do. Uh, this Mark, maybe not the best communicator. Maybe we know why the uh, communication fell off between him and Sharon for those months before the song was written. Yeah. These I, words um... bridged the gap? Mm, it's kind of hard to see. I think the, the, the gap was bridged by that reverbed out woodblock. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because I clicked on the genius annotation for I know it's up for me, which sounds kind of like a fucked up way of saying I know it's up to me, um, but I know it's up for me. And it says Mark feels that he doesn't have much of a chance to prove himself to the people that have misinterpreted who he really is. Well, Mark, if that's true, I would suggest not saying my mind was all thugged, laced and bugged. Try just speaking a language that they'll understand. Maybe chill on the tribal lunar speak. And um please walk away from the festival, Mark. You may have a little bit more luck. Yeah. Mm. If you if you chill out on the acid, I can or, or the coke. I think it's coke driven. I think it might be a little bit of both, to yeah. be honest with you. Um And then I mean, but the great part is is that the making sure he's not in too deep, he's making sure that he's not putting this is a genius. Um, not putting a lot of weight on himself and only takes on things that he can handle, or so he says, or so what that's what this person thinks they're saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know. These are, uh, like you said, all over the fucking place. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, I was frying on the bench slide in the park across the street. L A T E R that week. My sticky paws were into making straws out of big, fat, slurpy treats. An incredible eight-foot heap. Okay, we're going to stop. I mean, if you thought the we're first gonna... fucking verse was bad. Holy she, shit. Now, this is where Sharon is singing. And I'm assuming that Mark wrote this for her to sing. Because, you know, if you know the story that we spoke about earlier, she he just got her up, I guess, out of bed or something. or And ran her in and had her sing this one time. And she, you know, did it. And um, I, I wondered... Uh, well, let's go to the beginning. I was frying on the bench slide in the park across the street. It's kind of an interesting line. L a t e r that week. That first line, I I, I find kind of interesting. Um, the only reason. What is a bench slide? Well, okay. 
I'm going to guess that she's talking about she's in a park and she's talking about like one of the little slides that have. So she's just treating it as a bench on the park. Yeah, exactly. Like treating it as a bench. Fair enough. But I have to point this out. Ladies and gentlemen, please go check out my band, The Shy Tunas, which I'm in with my wife, mm-hmm. who one time a long my time wife. ago. Yes. Many years ago, wrote a song for our daughter about going to the park and trying to go down the slide and it being t- entirely too hot. It's called Hot Slide. Okay. It's uh, uh, Shy Tunas. Sounds like you should call up uh, Sharon, Sharon Costanzo. Try and relate something. And see if she, she'll kick in on this song. If she'll sing back up on Hot Slide in a, in a new single, a remix. Yeah, absolutely. ShyTunas.bandcamp.com. Go listen to Hot Slide. There you go. All right. So, uh, now, frying on the bench slide in the park across the street. L A T E R that week because you can't you have to, you can't just say later that week you gotta find you gotta or find later some way on to, in the week or I mean you could have but it would have been too easy I, you gotta spell out later he's trying to fit it into the meter I suppose I'm willing to give him a break but not for that much I mean it's I'm glad that let me put it this way I'm glad that Mark knows how to spell put it that way my sticky paws. We're into making straws out of big, fat, slurpy treats. An incredible eight-foot heap. Now, this is very interesting what the genius annotation thinks is up with this line, because I've never read anything so far off. Yeah, I agree. She was laying on a bench in a park while playing with her slurpy, making an eight-foot heap of ice straws out of what was left in her drink. If this guy came up with the idea that this is going to, um, you know, suddenly explain what the fuck is going on these words, he's wrong in a big way. Because he's, she says that she's making straws out of her slurpy treat, slurpy treats, big fat slurpy treats. I mean, clearly we know that sticky paws, that means, means her hands are sticky. Yeah. I'm not an idiot here, but Nothing else in that line makes sense. The question arises is that how do you make a straw out of a slurpy? Well, and the thing is, is that physics is the impossible. lyrics, the, the lyrics that are written does not spell slurpy as in the drink from 7-Eleven. Right. So I'm not sure if slurpy is just being used as an adjective. These are treats that are to be slurped. Mm-hmm. Maybe soup. For instance, could be a noun. Could be well. That would be a Seven Eleven Slurpee. That would be a noun. That could be, be something the, else. Yeah, like a big fat. Like a peanut. Weird. Like a like a peanut. Okay. Yeah, I mean it could be. I mean it could be. There are I, ladies I mean, that do enjoy the, that. Mark. In the middle of Daytona. In the. Mi- <laughs> I've it's, seen I've seen stranger things happen in Florida. I think that's the capital of Slurpee treats, Mark. I went to a mall when I was working for a certain pretzel, actually cinnamon roll manufacturer, <laughs> uh, to help out there. And while I was in Michigan, helping out at a store, a man was sucking on a woman's toes while she sat in a massage chair. Slurpee treat. That's a big fat Slurpee treat. It is. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> Indulging in her sweaty feet. Could that man have been Teddy Pendergrass? <laughs> Indulging in her sweaty feet. <laughs> uh, uh, this also take we should take the time right now to notice that notice that in this video there is a moment while Mark and I were watching it that he became triggered, as the people in certain publications say now these day, days. That um, all of a sudden, there's that reflux. There's that Olive Garden. 
Olive Garden Flux. Um, is that at one point for a split second in the video, you see a Cinnabon cinnamon roll. Oh, yeah, immediately. And then my girlfriend came in and she goes, Oh, Cinnabon. And the, <laughs> so the same and thing. all of a sudden, the pupils in Mark's eyes got really wide. <laughs> Absolutely. And he just kind of leaned back and took a deep breath. And then I was like, it's okay. It's okay. That was when I put my hand on No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, an incredible heap. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. An incredible <laughs> eight-foot heap. I, I guess what she's trying to get here Mark in some thought way he was really is deep. that there's an eight-foot heap of something from drinking a lot of cold products. I guess we're just going to have to go with that. Yeah, we're just get, yeah, like you said, we can't spend a lot of time trying to, you know, psychoanalyze Mark here. Now the funny glare to pay a gleaming tear in a staring under heat involved an under usual feet. And I'm not only among, but I invite who I want to come. So I missed a million miles of fun. Okay. Man what I, the, my first question is what is a tear what do you know what that is it's the first part of the line i have no idea what a tear is so a a tear in the way that i know it is um when you uh, like if you have something that you're weighing you put the container on there first the tear and weight, then you yes. tear okay so that you set it back to zero so you're not taking into account the weight yeah that's rather uncool yeah. Yeah. Um, but genius is the best genius annotation I've ever seen. This one right here. Have you clicked on it yet? Oh, yeah. Please absolutely. do. And, and then please read the following, Mark. Wasting time at work. So a stab at this baffling line. I want to get to know this person. <laughs> her last shred of dignity derived from her despondently driven slurpy <laughs> creation. An eight foot straw slash tear is melted away by the derisive glare of the sun. I like this guy. There are no thumbs up. Nope. There are no thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling on this is as divisive as can be. Yeah. There is there's no no positive or negative feelings about this. Mark, uh, it's th- with the the the, the tongue twisting wordplay with the words that you know are a little bit too uh, I don't know I don't know the right word for it uh, complicated you know in terror. Uh, this makes this one of the most uncool lines ever in pop music, in my opinion. Yeah, this now is funny. Glare, but it's supposed to sound is, cool. Yeah, it's supposed to. Apparently, tear is wheat is a, is a kind of wheat as well. Okay. Um, maybe that's the wheat they make butter tarts out of. Mark, I don't fucking know. There's a lot of there's a depth to this that I guess we're just not going to get as South Floridians. I'm going to give Len this. I have never been so flummoxed by some lyrics. Yeah. I, yeah, when, I, I mean this when I say this. I'm not trying to be funny. When I try to make sense of these lyrics, I start from the front and I start working my way and my brain goes into a scramble and I'll try from the end to go backward and the same thing happens. And I feel this burning sensation in my <laughs> temples. It's like trying to figure out a fucking really hard math problem. It's like how I felt when I first saw algebra and I was like, why is there a B there? These are numbers. What's happening? That's how you feel on this one? That's how I feel about some of these lyrics. I feel like this is like like trying to learn to drive a stick shift. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of fucking difficult trying to get your hand and your feet coordinated all at the same time to try and figure it all out to where do I go to the next spot, you know? But what I'll say about both driving a stick shift and about algebra, algebra. is that they are conquerable. These lyrics, I don't know that they are. I don't know how to say 
what now the funny glare to pay a gleaming tear in a staring under heat involved an under usual feat. That's a that is there is you're right, Mark. It's fucking lyric algebra. It is. Now, if you again, I think that if you go to someone like Cedric Bixler from at the drive in or someone and you're like, what does this mean? Uh, I think there are lines from even Silver Jews where it would just be like, it's just supposed to sound pretty. I, I think that they think this means something. But it's almost just like not being, it's almost like in can. it's almost like they speak French. Maybe they're, maybe they mostly speak French. Maybe he wrote this in French and then translated it. Maybe that's what he did. I know Ontario isn't necessarily a French. No, it's not the, yeah, uh, it's a quote. But you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm just trying to help. Yeah. Um, And I'm not only among, but I invite who I want to come. So I guess what they're saying, what she's saying there is, I'm not the only person. I also invited other people that I want to come. But for some reason, that made her miss a million miles of fun. The the way it's worded fucks up the math big time, fucks up the I'm not only among, but I invited who I want to come. I take as um, I'm here amongst the people that I want to be around that I'm going to invite to Daytona. So maybe, you know, or invite to the party. Um, and because of that, I missed a million f- miles of fun. If you're around the people that make you feel comfortable, which I'm guessing this means, how would you have missed all the fun with them being around? Wouldn't having all those wonderful people, I, I suppose, make your time more fun? Well, that's another thing we need to kind of discuss because there are a couple different feelings about what the song is about. Uh, a couple people think the song is about drugs. A lot of people think the song is about depression. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think the song is about being depressed and being around people making you more depressed. The music video is has nothing to do with depression at all. It is people having the time of their goddamn lives. They're tackling each other. They're doing the thing with the giant Q-tips on top of the two things and hitting each other. And their friends are tackling them. Q-tip. They're having a very bro-y time. Mm -hmm. Um, That woman, by the way, Sharon, I had the hugest crush on her. Really? I think she's incredible. Even now, what I was watching, I was like, she is so cute. She is very cute, yes. And she's like, she has that 90s. Like, I had, like, a thing for, like, 90s rave look. Yes. And she has that, but not, like, super ravey. Not, not like over the Jinko, top. Not, not over Jinko the top. Not ravey. Yeah. But she had, like, the hair back with the bangs. I'm a bang guy. Mm. And she's, you know, eating a lot, sucking on a lollipop. And she's very cutesy. There's one um, point in the song, in the video, where she times taking out the lollipop, oh. saying the lyrics, and then very conveniently, and then putting the lollipop back in at the split second when mm-hmm. the lyrics stop. Yep. It's kind of cute. It, it is, is yeah. absolutely. And uh and um that's where they have the pregnant friend. Sorry, I overlooked has something this written. too much. I, no, no. I dug into this too much, Mark. Oh, no, we went no. too deep, Mark. I, absolutely, it's fine. <laughs> um but uh you know, there's a lot of a lot of this song is about being depressed and missing out on stuff. It's like, well, the music video is about having a fucking hell of a time. I'm it's funny you bring this up at the beginning I said that the sound of the song I believe is like a, a tide of sadness moving in. And when you kind of line them up with the words in a way if you're trying to figure out these words, maybe that's why I felt that way more so, you know, why it why it feels so why I feel so strongly that way when you try to tie up that sound that reverbed out uh, uh, woodblock and then what they're saying I, I do get I, I get an, an impression 
of sadness or depression in this song. I really do. I do. So right. if people are going to say well, I mean, that, I, know, I can get where it comes from. The line with, so I missed a million miles of fun, uh-huh. definitely gives off the impression that like something, something happened here that is a drag, and they weren't able to do whatever with all their friends or what have you. And someone's trying to steal their sunshine. Which really we haven't gone over that part of, but we're gonna get to it. We're, there's a lot of that coming up. Where the hell am I? It's I know it's up for me. If you steal my sunshine, making sure I'm not in too deep. If you steal my sunshine, keeping Verston on my feet. That keeping Verston on my feet is right up there as one of the worst. And then and then there's a second chorus yeah. um, where they switch it up a little bit. I know it's done for me. If you steal my sunshine. Not some and hard to see if you steal my sunshine. Keeping dumb and built to beat if you steal my sunshine. The fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. Sad little northern boy there. Sounds like. Uh, I, I guess know it's done I know for it's me. done for I'm me sad. means like I, I'm I'm all I'm all done. Um, I'm spent. Indeed, in a in a manner of speaking. Um, what, not, some. not some and hard to see. Uh, Genius says, deep down, he's just like everyone else, but people find that hard to believe and don't take the chance to see the real him. Okay. Mm. Okay. Oh, all right. There's another one I might give him credit on. Uh, I don't know. Keeping don't know. dumb and built to beat, he decides that it's best if, for him to just keep to himself and build himself up. And built to beat. All of these fucking annotations also have some really obnoxious fucking animated gif. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, the only thing that was pictured that really made things clearer was the picture of the butter tart earlier in the fucking song. That helped. Someone also says, repeating the lines over and over again in the Steal My Sunshine um, stresses how important the sunshine is to Sharon and Mark as well, and then goes on to quote, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine, etc., um, you wow. you you said you had something that you wanted to uh, say about that repeating line. Uh, well, other than her her voice, if not sounding extremely cute, but at the same time, um, there's a sadness to it. Mm. There's kind of a sadness to her voice, you know, a summertime sadness. Yeah, there's kind of a sadness to it. This is. This is another one of those super conflicting songs in that I think it was supposed to be a, a feel-good hit, but at the same time it expe- expresses a level of maybe depression that I, I, I think I can agree with with people uh, you know, that, are, that speculate about the meaning and the, and the purpose of this song. So, um, you know, that... Um, it, we have a lot of My Sunshines, If You Steal, the outro is If You Steal My Sunshine. And then the my song... Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> If you steal my song, my sunshine. And the song just kind of fades away. And uh, this was wonderful to go over. I, I, I enjoyed going over this one, Mark. I did. I, I did not. You didn't? Really? I mean, I think the song is catchy, but the learning the lyrics made me dislike it more. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna say I dislike it anymore or like it. You know, or dislike it any more or less. I'm not going to say that. Um, I, I think we'll I feel see how about, you feel. L a t e r this week. <laughs> I I think uh, I think I feel about the same. Um, I I'm glad we went over it just because 
now I know more about the song. Am, is my life that much more enriched because of it? Not really. But the beauty of this, Mark, of this whole, maybe of this whole episode right here, is getting to go over these fucking song meanings. Mm. This is where I think it gets really good. Hit me up. All right. I know you, I, I can just imagine that you have some, uh, have some uh, waited out. Uh, before you get there, while you're looking at that, yeah. Marcus Stanzo told Stereo Gum, I was at an outdoor electronic music festival up north, like a rave, and I got caught up in the night. The song is about how I felt, and then it was exaggerated by the fact that I'm sitting in the middle of a field looking at the stars about a thousand feet away from the stage, watching already dancing at 3 a.m., and I wrote part of it on my leg and a lot of it on a napkin. Hmm. Uh, we were hanging out uh, at Brandon uh, Brendan's place, and Brendan ended up playing that Andrea True Connection record, and I just sampled it right then. I looped it, and I just tied the two together. He also says that apparently Derek Wibley was in the room while he was writing this in some form. Oh, no. He was either at the party, um, but apparently Derek Wibley was hanging out at the time. Had to foul the presence of the song or the recording of the song with his of with his horrible, horrible... We need to get a Len 41 uh, uh, crossover. 41, yeah. Well... Not a Derek Wibley fan. Um, no, clearly not. All right, so here we go. There are a lot of song meanings as I get redirected with an ad from song meetings. Jesus Christ, it can't ever be easy, can it? Um, so there's 87. Mm. 80 fucking seven. I think last week we did 90. Um, uh, there's another 32 on song facts. And the first one right off the bat is... <laughs> I know what one you're talking about. Schizophrenic, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean... Here we go with uh, dysentery. Dysentery, I hope I'm saying that right. In 2008, wrote, quote, tribal lunar speak is the key to the lyrics of the song. The female yes. singer is referring to the tribe. The female woman, woman did not bring up the tribe. No, she did that not. That was Mark that did. Yep. To the tribe women belong to, women's cycles, quote, are estrained, entra- I mean, I'm sorry, entrained on a 28-day rhythm during the month four, 400 to 6 million little critters may enter, quote, paradise, on hell equal her, and that may happen several times during a typical cycle from different donors. Donors at the end of twenty-eight days, the cycle begins again. Males have their sunshine stolen. <laughs> um, the males have their sunshine stolen. Only males produce uh, gametes. Get G A M E T E S. Owing to the Y having hijacked the sex-determined chromosome three hundred MYA proof. Of that interpretation, question mark, near the end of the video, a pregnant woman is shown bearing her belly. Biology is key to understanding relations between men and women as portrayed in music, video, but mythology is no less important. Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel is a good example where biology is important. However, the hammer... Uh, okay. I yeah. hope you got the help you needed, dude. Let's please, please uh, just stop. Jesus, man. Ash from Charleston, West Virginia says, the lyrics make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Thank you. Thank you, Ash. Yes. Thank um, you for understanding. Sioran on tw- 2011. I believe it is a disquisition on Canadian identity. There you go. <laughs> a disquisition. Uh, okay. Just a fun little track. I yeah. love. I love the. I love the fact that someone says that. Like, oh, this is a fun little one. The by the way, bum rush 
is what happens when you shoot up amphetamines cut with Epsom salts. <laughs> Great. PT dubs. <laughs> I guess you can't stop that. Yeah, should join us stop shooting up amphetamines with Epsom salts is, you know, it's going to be uh it's going to be a tough time trying to stop that. Well, that doesn't explain all of it, even if they are on drugs. What's with all the speaking parts in between that aren't written here? I think she's pregnant, and they're being total jackasses about it. Just quit laughing at her. Man. <laughs> I used to love the song, but now it drives me insane. There you go. Yeah. Oh, here's a weird one. Sunshine. Also, someone says, <laughs> some people think it's incestuous. It's me. I'm some people. <laughs> You're not the only. Yeah. Okay. Sunshine equals virginity. She was oh, contemplating yeah. whether to give it up, and the speaking parts are her love interest friends who are wondering. I think everybody's just trying to go too deep. Some on people this also one. think that uh, Sunshine is LSD. I remember that this I came up a one. lot with um, uh, that song, uh, I Got Sunshine in a Bag. Everybody thought it was weed that he's talking That's, uh, about. That's Gorillas. Yeah. It is Gorillas, yes, yeah. with the song Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Seth, how would you rate it on the creep factor scale, my friend? Very low. Very low, yeah. very, very. I don't. I mean, other than the fact, you know, if you're watching the video, but the video has nothing to do with <laughs> exactly. the lyrics. Yep, 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 yep. Video, but the, even the video isn't terribly over the top. If you're going to add the video in, which we're not, if you're just going to talk about the lyrics, is it creepy? No, no. I'd give it a, I'd give it a one. The only thing creepy about it is that I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, it sounds like some kind of weird, fucked up, weird language. Is it weird? Yes. I is mean, I'll creepy? yeah, I'll give it like a point seven nine. Yeah, it's it's not creepy. It's yeah. just. I it's don't just think bad. This will make the bracket in February. Definitely. It's just, it's just bad, um, and it's just painful to go through. It's a song that I only paid attention to the choruses, and once I got into the verses, I said, I don't understand exactly what's going on here. When you uh, brought it up to me last week that this is the song that we're going to be doing, um, I was like, cool. You know, this is an interesting musically. It's interesting a little bit, just a little bit. It's not anything crazy over the top. It's a summer song, you know, we know the video, um, but then when I read the lyrics, I was like, well, I was like, you know, I can't wait to hear what Mark's going to say about this because it just doesn't, that you, uh, how are you going to get anything out of this? We got something out of it, but not a lot. No, I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of written that you can only get so much out of it. Um, Mark, I've got Motrin in my bag. Yeah, I you think I just one? need to See, take a long a nap. Tension, headache developing uh it's uh it's a painful one yeah um so where are we going to drive this truck to next week is it gonna are we gonna head north to canada are we gonna head out west are we gonna take it to down are we we going down south what are we doing um what i want to do is i want to go through a song what's this smirk mark what's this smirk i haven't i haven't mentioned this to you because i was i was talking to someone about jack johnson okay and it prompted me to look up the lyrics to bubble toes and I want to do I want to do the lyrics to Bubble Toes by okay. Jack Johnson with you. I do not know even what that song is. Oh, well. All right, I get to go from ground up here. That's fun. Let's uh let's do that and I'm very curious to see next week when you come with me what your demeanor is like. Mark, am I going to run through that door wanting to kick something? Probably. Okay. All um, right, thank you. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh but I'm I'm curious to see what you think. So go listen to Jack Johnson's Bubble Toes. Doesn't the song title alone The title alone mad? is is suspicious. <laughs> very, very suspicious. 
Go uh, out there and tell two friends, guys. Yes, Let them, please. Tr- have them try not to steal your sunshine. Don't miss out on any fun. Yeah. Whatever no, you no. do. Whatever. You know, it's up to you. Whoever, at, whoever you're among, ask them to come along and listen to Lyrics to Go. Yes, please. Thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week with more Lyrics to Go. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>